0: Hello, and welcome to the nutrition and life podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness related topics through the lens of application. We wanna give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now onto the episode with your host, Coach Lisa.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the nutrition and life podcast. My name is Lisa, I'm your host. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with functional nutritionist, Vince Pitstick. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you on.
0: Well, glad to be here. I'm going to reposition this just
1: for a second. There.
0: There <laughs> Setting my, set my world up here. All right, there we go. Yes. Uh, pleasure to be here. Pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, for sure.
1: Amazing. I um, was just saying off air, I would love for you to introduce yourself because you have, by the sounds of it, a lot going on in terms of yeah. who you actually work with and what your company or companies do.
0: Yeah. So, um, again, Vince Pitstick, uh, started out as a really sick boy. Let's just put it that way. Traveled the world and discovery of alternative methods of healing, uh, whether it was spiritual, mental, or physical. Okay. Um, learned from so many practitioners, uh, along my own journey, uh, decided to getting into the field of helping others. And I started in the modality of training, working with the musculoskeletal system, right? And, my, and I, my knack for helping people and, desi- and, and desire to want to help people, that led to additional education, working for many practitioners. Uh, I ended up working for a global health organization uh, called Metagenics that teaches something called functional medicine, right? And we could talk a little bit about what that, because it's going to matter with your, your clients are going to care about this and, and followers and listeners. Um, it oh, It blew my mind when I, I studied under Dr. Jeffrey Bland, some of Mark Hyman uh, studied under some of the works of Amy Myers and Carrie uh, Jones and some of these people. And it blew my mind. And I, I, I developed a new practice where you were working both the mind, body and spirit, but, but diving deep into metabolic function of the body, how it works. And, and then it led to discoveries that for the last about 15 years, I've been developing diets and systems that fix the things that the world say that you can't. Um, And then from that, I've launched a whole network of basically fit med organizations. So I have medical clinics, I have coaching companies, supplement companies that are all designed to fix functional issues for people. And the main one is our company called Nutrition Dynamic which is like the largest in the United States fit med organization. So it's a, it's medically supervised. you got your doctors on staff, but it's done through fitness coaching, but then it's also doing functional medicine. So you've got it all in one place. So you can get your place where you're getting your workouts, but also your prescriptions. If you need them, your diet, nutrition, everything virtually online. And we deliver that to clients all over the world.
1: I absolutely love that because I think it just portrays that we are well past the days, hopefully, where we treat certain things uh, in isolation or where we believe that um, one thing doesn't have anything to do with the other, whether it's training, nutrition, of course, any underlying thing. And and I can imagine that there is a bit of um, mental coaching, mindset coaching, lifestyle coaching, et cetera, in there as well. So I absolutely love that you have a more or less platform for all of that at the same time.
0: That is the movement that I, so fundamentally speaking, my main purpose for being here, or even though I'll talk about the, what I do, my mission is to convert the coaching industry into a new functional, uh, multiple, we call it quantum healing, mind, body, and spirit into a quantum healing format that liberates people from the depression and illness, uh, which they are confused about how they got there and how to get out. And you have millions and millions of fitness coaches, holistic health practitioners, and all these individuals who really desire to help people, but don't have a simple and effective method to lean on in order to do it based on the variety of things that they see. And also a way to make money on that. And that's what we're developing is those systems so we can reshape fitness and hopefully... Um, medical health and medical networks through the future. That's the goal of our our, our enterprise. And the, that's called the fi- the vital program and the one in 100. Yeah.
1: Very so cool. Before we it's started- a lot to hit
0: people with, right? But ultimately speaking, coaches like you, you're forward thinking. You have to have a community of people who feel the way that you do, that are leaning on each other and working towards a common goal.
1: Yeah. And uh, before we started recording, you actually mentioned um, that you – have a some somewhat of a summit or conference planned at the end of January yeah. for gen pop or for also um, coaches where yeah. you um, hope to uh, bring more of that across because I think when we're sometimes so in, in, in our little insta bubble or you know community um, as coaches we think uh, everyone thinks like us but there is actually still a big load of let's say crappy coaches out there or of coaches that um really don't have just, they don't have the bandwidth quite yet. They might just be starting out and therefore um they are looking at things very one-dimensional. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that um conference. So,
0: so we have to make functional, so what we're calling it. So let's go back. When I use this word, I think it's very important people understand what that means to understand what is the difference between maybe what Lisa does or I do. And then maybe what, if you walked into like, um, a workout center or a gym and what a trainer does, or maybe like, a, a weight loss nutritionist at a medical clinic, like what, what is the difference? What does that mean? The word functional essentially means root cause medicine, right? So when you think of functional medicine, so you think root cause. So in the world that we live in, the Western world that we live in anyways, if you walk into a doctor's office, that is called systems medicine. And so they divide the body up into, a, there's 11, essentially 11 systems to your body. And the world has a hard time quantifying or putting systems in place for individuals that want to work multiple systems at one time. So they never did that. To, for efficiency purposes, They gave every doctor a specialty essentially, and they said, you work this system, right? So if you go to an endocrinologist, they're going to work the endocrine system. You go to a gastroenterologist, you're going to work the GI system. This is very uh, similar to the fitness world, where if I go to a personal trainer, I'm going to be working the musculoskeletal system, right? If I go to a nutritionist, some of the nutrition." may work a lot of these systems, but fundamentally, most of them, if you're going for weight loss, are just going to focus on muscle and fat and your weight and the calories in, which is still technically just really working on the musculoskeletal system. But what you're pointing out is that people have a diverse array of of, um, causes and symptoms that exist well outside the one system that you may work. So as a personal trainer, when I got my start, because I had already traveled the world looking for solutions for myself, I was aware that when you came into me and go, Vince, I'm a stressed out mess. Um, I'm on three medications. I don't sleep. Um, I'm only eating some protein and no carbs. I work 12 hours a day. That I know that if I just work on the musculoskeletal system, even though I have, I may have a genuine Place in my heart that I want to help you. And I may be sincere in that, that fundamentally speaking, I'm no better than the doctor because I'm only going to work one system. And that is not a real solution. And it would be perfect if the world worked out where you went into the trainer and the trainer was like, okay, I'll do the training. This this doctor for the endocrine system, this doctor for the GI, and everyone worked together in a powwow, like Cleveland Clinic is well known for that. <laughs> that doesn't exist. And that's not the system that we live in. And, and because of that, everyone is falling through the cracks. And that's why everyone in the known world by 2030, seven out of 10 people will have some form of lifestyle disease. Because the way that our system is set up is not actually giving them the correct tools to truly heal the problems that they have. So then it becomes incumbent on amazing individuals like you and me and other people who are thinking about solving problems and not just fitting into our title of how we're gonna get you what you need. And the answer to that lies in root medicine, root cause science and how I can tie in mindset, how I can work some GI, how I can still work your metabolism and your musculoskeletal, how I can tie all these things together in one cohesive system so that it actually works in the right order to get you what you truly desire in the outcome, right? And so that's, I coined this, I was the original. We can't find anyone before me. So we've looked, there was nobody that used the word functional nutritionist before me 15 years ago. I was the first, okay? I'm, I'm gonna take that. (laughs) <laughs> because what I am is a root cause coach. So you're going to come to me with a problem and I could I can do everything you want to do, but I'm going to find the root cause and I'm going to develop a system that fixes all that stuff and everything else you have going on to the best of my ability. And then I built a network that could service every little thing that you might need, because I realized that me alone was going to have a challenge getting this done in the world that we live in. And I had to be able to deliver it virtually because the world needs it virtual today more than ever. And then that's how you come up with this idea of coaches now doing alternative things additionally to their training, additionally to their nutrition, and maybe they're focusing on the mindset. And now they're bringing in these other things because whether they know it or not, they may not know that this exists. A lot of people don't. They just see the the need for the solution And people are randomly coming up with things to try to make it work. And we've developed something where you can go. That's what the hybrid health summit is. It is like the bat signal. If you're familiar with like Batman saying, Hey, everybody, the thing that you're feeling on the inside, that is exactly right. You are exactly correct. Come here and let us give you all kinds of tools and education and information. So you don't have to go through the 15 years of problems that I went through to get to the place that I am today. And then you make the you make up what you need. You will find all the tools and the information. You decide how to tend your flock as a coach of the future, and that's what Hybrid Health Summit is. Yeah,
1: I love that, and basically enabling and giving people the tools and knowledge, obviously also. But then you know, uh, under the preconception that they're going to go away with that, making it um, individual to them, whatever. Uh, suits their clients and their approach as well. Um yes. yeah, you 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 touched on or you mentioned very briefly something in there already in the sense of uh ha- we often have a an inkling or s- something within us telling us something either isn't right or you need to keep looking or whatever and I feel like that's often how um clients approach us or maybe just in general in the nutrition and weight loss space people think oh i've tried well i i've tried everything or, or
0: everything yeah, yeah. everything, yeah. Exactly. everything. Or don't, say, don't leave out the inflection i've tried <laughs> everything. everything really right. everything
1: <laughs> or they say i haven't changed anything and yet i keep gaining weight or i i i what used to work previously isn't working anymore and then oftentimes the next thought nowadays because it's such a term that is kind of thrown around they say oh am i perhaps weight loss resistant am i it does that not work for me so my question to you here is does such a thing as weight loss resistance quote unquote um exist yeah. and number two how do you go about uh or how do you start working with clients like that?
0: Great. So I think it's best for someone to understand the journey by identifying I can, they can identify their journey with my journey. So I was running into problems as a trainer. I would put them on low calorie, high protein, and then I would train them five days a week, a hypertrophy training, very aggressively and a lot of cardio. And then I really wouldn't teach them about refeeds and We just talked about caloric maintenance and maybe macros and what people would do. This is again, 18 years ago, they would just keep their calories lower, eat protein, and then just stay busy. And for a while that would work. Well, women, the thing that we have to recognize too, what fitness represents, particularly about about 25, 25 years ago to 20 years ago. There was a, I I was very proud to be a part of that class of trainers because we brought an equaling of the sexes to the fitness world because it was seen that women were not allowed to be with the weights, right? And I was very proud of that because we're like, the women are for weights is just as much as they were for the men. But we didn't know there really wasn't a lot of data on women. That were resistance training heavily and being very stressed and being mothers and working full-time jobs and not eating enough. And over the last 20 years, there has been plenty of case study evidence because if you talk to any coach, okay, they see this phenomena happening particularly with women and men. By the way, it's still happening to men, just slower that that stuff is now not only not working it's the reason that everyone's gaining so much weight at an accelerated rate because i could take mrs jones who had a reasonable metabolism who would maybe have pizza on the weekends and not really watch her food too closely then all of a sudden i put her through a program she loses a bunch of weight now she goes back to her lifestyle with even imp- with improvements and she still gains weight faster and then what, there's there's a word I want to teach people that the metabolism is supposed to have. I've got a research team, I've got a medical team and we research diet systems, we research new ingredients, we try to find, extrapolate data because nobody's testing uh, and doing research, Lisa, on your listeners, which are overly stressed, underly, underfed women. Because those women aren't available to do research. So if you look at the data on research participants, they're all overfed, understressed people that are almost pre-diabetic, okay? You can't extrapolate what works on them for the women that come to you for help. They're not being tested. So we get misled that the answer to everything is eat less, move more, because someone who's 100 pounds overweight, who's overfed, hell yes, yeah, great, but guess what, Lisa, those people aren't buying health coaching. The market research is clear. They're not interested in improving their lives at this stage, at least now. I think in a few years, that that market will open up to us, but not now. Okay. So your listeners don't have to be confused anymore. They can recognize that like, oh, the things that I read or what the doctors are saying are based on data that is not me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cause they're, they're always like, I do what everybody says and it just doesn't work, you know, <laughs> and the whole thing. Right. So delving back into this and please cut in at any time I'm, I'm on a roll here. Okay. <laughs> I know we only have so much time and I'm trying to explain something that is very complex into something very simple and malleable and something you can grab and hold on to and then understand it. Cause once you can grasp it, you can do something about it. But if you don't know what it is, you're just going to keep doing what you know and what you know is exactly the problem. But according to the medical world, it's the right answer. Right. So, what happened then after those people, again, you, Mrs. Jones loses the weight. Now, Mrs. Jones doesn't have something that she had before. And this is the term that I want you to like think about and people listening metabolic plasticity. So, now there is science on this. So, metabolic, the word plasticity which I had to look it up when I first heard the idea Long I'm not very good with, I don't understand the meaning of words. I've had to look into definitions and understand things. Uh, you'd be surprised what we, we think we know and we don't, but the word plasticity has to do with the ability for something to hold and move with environmental change. It's, it's got plasticity. Okay. So when we are younger, if I accidentally eat 5,000 calories in one day, and then the next day eat 1,500, I'm going to maintain my weight, okay? People think they lose that because they're getting older. The data does not support that, by the way. Now, when you become 60, 70, 80, and you have less muscle, certainly. Okay, then the one of the issues is less muscle. And then when you go back and look at how early now the average woman will do her first diet at the age of 13, she will do it by way of not eating and she will do it twice a year, every year up to 60. So do the math on the amount of muscle you probably lost every time you did that and then it was replaced by more fat. So functional medicine taught me how the endocrine system affects whether you burn muscle or fat, how the body utilizes sugar and and hormones like leptin and ghrelin and insulin and glucagon. They, They form a negative feedback loop that is very much impacted by stress and it learns and it adapts to your behavior. So then every time you try to go back to the same thing, your body not only won't let it work, it will do the opposite of what you want because it's trying to survive, not make you look good in a swimsuit on the beach in a week, right? This is called metabolic maladaptation, right? That doesn't happen if you're not a chronic dieter. So in an ironic twist of fate, Lisa – there are multiple factors for why women's metabolisms globally are slowing down. This is a real phenomenon. This isn't happening to just you and your girlfriends or this person or that person. This is happening globally. All right. And this is why I know this because of the number of coaches that my university serves around the world. So it's not just me in my own little gym thinking this is just going on here. Any coach that might be listening you see what I'm talking about, whether you want to be honest about it or not is up to you. But what a fundamentally is happening is you've got birth controls and you've got antibiotics and you've got chemical exposure and you have stress and you have stimulants and alcohol and processed foods. And yes, all of those things over time have a functional implication on your metabolism, which we could always come back on and discuss any one of those in three, like, for three hours, which would be fun. But overall, ironically, Lisa, it's when women too early start starving themselves and then doing vigorous activity. Look no further than your female athletes in grade school and high school. If you were to go back to a yearbook on all of them, almost 80 to 90% of them will be extremely overweight. Now there's lifestyle choices because the activity used to, when you work out a lot, you can eat whatever you want. So you don't develop the character tools to balance that when you come out, but it's much bigger than that because it hurt their metabolism. It adjusted to that environment and then you never went back to it so now you're gaining weight rapidly you can't lose it very well right so that helps people understand that the way we diet when we're young how we treat our bodies throughout the years to keep the weight off is actually us digging a grave for why our late 20s early 30s late 40s now we can't lose weight we're stressed out we're swollen I go back to the same thing. It doesn't work. Help me, help me, help me. I don't recognize the body I'm in anymore. I'm desperate to get out. I'll do any fad diet, any like fat burner, whatever. And all that does, Lisa, is make it worse and worse because the body keeps adapting to more extremes and then it keeps eating more muscle and replacing it with fat every time you do it. So that's the history of it and I guarantee someone listening goes holy shite that's me right that's me I did that and now I'm watching my daughter do that.
1: Mm, right. That's the that's the that's the real shattering of the glass there in the background when we're realizing what sort of cycle that really is or what we're passing on as well and I think you've laid that foundation so nicely that it's going way back um but then of course you also made a or painted a very clear picture that that is just topped off with the now busy lifestyle with the now the the continued dieting and then on top of that throw in um hormonal disruptors like like birth control, or now we might be getting into perimenopause, menopause, we might be dealing with PCOS, with uh, auto, autoimmune diseases, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. So I can imagine that some of the people listening are probably like, oh no, what have I done to my body? But um, maybe we can give put them a little bit at ease and yes. uh, explain what would be the next steps going forward, or what are the main things that we can do in order to... Reverse that, or use that plastici- plasticity, as you described. Yeah, it. plasticity.
0: I trust me. I practiced it 150 times <laughs> before my first time saying it out loud because I did. You know, I did. You know, it's all right. plasticity, right?
1: Plasticity, and, so and, so and it's so fun. It's yeah. her advantage, because technically but, but, that's something really positive that our body yes. is able to adapt.
0: Yes. So I've got great news for everybody. <laughs> and this is what the medical system used to fight me on and coaches publicly still come after me for people do not believe that you can regain your metabolism of young Um, because they don't believe that it's necessarily slowing down. It, they're just kind of thinking, well, it's age or they think it's slowing down, but not for adaptive reason. They think it's just slowing down because of age, body composition And my work, if anyone wants to check out some of it, you know, you can go to Vince underscore Pit Stick. It sounds spelled just like it sounds pit and stick. Uh, It's a terrible last name. A lot of growing as a young man. But you can see the results. And I I explain what physiologically is happening so that people understand that you can absolutely frigging regain metabolic ability, upregulate your metabolism and change your body composition again. But it's not gonna give you the immediate like drug hit, because really weight loss is addictive. It's it's not much different than codependent relationships, ho-hos, sugar, cocaine. I, I'm trying to get immediate gratification for the way that I feel about myself. And so when I feel unsure of myself and in the world, the first thing that a woman wants to do is control her weight, right? And so- <clears throat> So we go to get the immediate hit and then we come to find out that there's going to be work and I need patience. That's hard. Now, functional medicine, Lisa, taught me the, the actual mechanism. So the first diet that I ever created was a diet called the flush system, which was about 15 years ago. And it solves the problem of the immediate need of the consumer, which is, okay, I've been chronically dieting. I've been doing it usually by doing low carb. And then I did a lot of working out. And now when I work out, Vince, I just get swollen. Uh, I'm anxious. If I eat any carbs, I swell more, right? Uh, And I can't get my calories up without gaining weight, right? Right. At least at first, that's what, if they try to do it on their own, that's exactly what would happen. So they would get the negative feedback from that and they would immediately go back, right? Like, I can't handle this. I'm emotionally not in a good place. This isn't the right time, whatever the deal, right? So I had to figure out how was I going to give you what you needed, which was at least some relief, feel better, get some water off of you, get us in the right direction, but also give your body what it functionally needed to turn the metabolism back on. The first problem with people, and they don't realize this. So my studies have taken me, we've worked with hundreds of different physicians. We've looked at hundreds of different programs. The woman that cannot lose weight when she lowers her calories, or it's her metabolism's like slowing down. What's happened is there is a negative feedback loop. When I eat food, and this is where functional medicine comes in, because when I learn this and I learn how the endocrine system works in the pancreas and digestion works and 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 then learning how that distributes and how blood sugar works and how it all falls into play and how stress will manipulate all of that so and your neurotransmitters and how that impacts that, then I could understand like what wasn't working and then how to unpack it and, and uh, what we'll say is um, reverse engineer back out of the problem. And my discovery was basically do the exact opposite. So, so everything that you have been doing, when you keep doing something, for example, if I take a fat burner, it burns fat, I keep taking the fat burner, I gain fat. I drink coffee. I get a stimulatory effect. I lose weight. I keep drinking coffee and more coffee. Now I don't get the effect, and I start swelling and gaining. Right. So it's called the principle of hormesis. It's like if you something if you if I go work out and I go do biceps and then I get a good response. So then I go do biceps every single day, a hundred times a day. Guess what happens? I get smaller biceps. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So the the answer is actually has to do with insulin. The key hormone is insulin. And people don't know this, but without insulin, you can't burn fat. Because insulin stimulates the fat-burning hormone, which is leptin. Okay? So what happens in a dieting system, as we've seen in studies, is as you diet and you don't do refeeds and you undereat, Insulin, which we thought was bad, because if you look at obese studies, it's high. So you're like, ooh, insulin bad. Get it low. And yes, if it goes low a little bit for a little while, not a problem. But most of the people, Lisa, and I'm guaranteeing you're doing blood work and you're looking at insulin levels, and every one of them's fine or low, to 2.5, sounding familiar. Right. Okay. What happens is is that it stays low and then it doesn't fire very well. So if I starve myself, I'm not eating any carbs. I'm I'm a high protein. Not that protein can't bring in sugar into the blood because it can, but follow me here. I'm training a lot and I'm getting really stressed. So now I've got a lot of cortisol. I'm pumping out a lot of adrenaline, which is converting into catecholamines, which is uh, the catecholamine is called um, norepinephrine. And that's where I get my nervous tension to complete tasks and go through my day. That's where that's coming from is that norepinephrine. What every every time I'm stressing like that, the conversion in the adrenal glands releases sugar from the liver. That's how you wake up in the morning. It's called the it's called the dawn effect. Cortisol releases, adrenaline releases. Adrenaline converts uh, into either epinephrine, norepinephrine through the adrenal glands. In response to that, your body needs sugar for the muscles to take action from the cortisol so your you glu- your you dump a little glucose from your liver well your insulin doesn't respond to that because you haven't eaten food so what we learned about insulin is that when you eat food sugars go up a little bit then in response to that a peptide releases from your gut called GLP glib and it and it induces your beta cells to then release insulin. Well, the problem is, is when you're chronically dieting, that stops firing. So you're not releasing as much insulin. So your insulin keeps going down, 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 down. Insulin, your fat cells, like get a hold of it when it releases and then it releases leptin, which is what calms your hunger and starts burning fat. Okay. So, if I'm not releasing any insulin and I have a lower insulin too low of an insulin level and I don't release the leptin and I'm really stressed out. So my, my liver is putting out more sugars. I just stay in a sugar burning state that makes me swollen. Like I'm eating too many candy bars and I'm not, I'm eating steak and asparagus Because it's a, it's a physiologic maladaptation to keep people alive under stressful environments. It's what your body would do if you had almost no food and you're, you're living out in paleolithic times and you're like trying to scour for food and hunt and gather. And you're, you're searching and you're foraging your body's going to release sugar itself to keep you alive. Okay. So you're self feeding on your own muscle instead of using the food that you have and running off of fat resources, which is also where ketones are burned. So stress, under eating, you don't release ketones in between not eating like males do because they got all that muscle. And then you get stuck in this pattern. So now I've got to get your hormones, that negative feedback loop between glucose, insulin, leptin, ghrelin, and glucagon. These are all these hormones that make this up. If they're not in sync with one another, you won't get the result that you're supposed to that almost all dietary research and fitness is based off of. So when that gets off, none of the data that exists out there in the world is good for you because it's, that's not your body, that it's working the wrong way. So I created a method called the flush, um, and that it reverses it within 10 to 12 days. And, and we've done it on over 80,000 people within 12 days. The average individual loses three to five pounds and is eating 2000 calories, even after starving themselves to 800 to a thousand calories. That was my claim to fame. That's why I've grown in popularity in the United States. And then in countries like Australia and Europe that are kind of hip to some of this stuff. Um, And that's where I go, oh, and so then I, you know, I kind of became the functional coach because I kept looking for answers because all my clients were like bitching incessantly. And so I became obsessed because I'm like that. And I just kept looking for answers and looking for, and the answer is you have to harness insulin, but you have to time it with the thyroid. So you've got to give thyroid support. You have to give simple sugars, believe it or not, like throughout the day, small meals, start feeding them up. You understand get them to walk, lower their stress. These are some of the things that you've probably just naturally figured out on your own trial and error. And there are more to it than that, but I'll stop there. But that's, that's, you know, what we teach at my main, my university, the first thing we have others, but that's one of the main things that we're about.
1: Yeah. I, firstly, I love that you just simply acknowledge that when someone usually signs up for nutrition coaching or weight loss, whatever, and, and you first tell them, Hey, we need to eventually, or we need to increase your food intake the last thing they want in that moment is gaining more weight and they are terrified of eating more which i can absolutely relate to and then simply knowing as a coach or also you know as that person that a i I do need to be patient but i also need to give um, that person a bit of um a buy-in or like give them what their body and their mind needs in that time. So I like how you explained that, um, with the, you know, a little bit of a flush uh, at, at first.
0: Yeah, we, call, but- we call it, we call the flush. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so but you then-
0: gotta, the, the psychological component of healing, like mm-hmm. p- people can buy your program, but they're, they're not bought into you or they're not bought into themselves that they can do the thing that you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. Belief belief is absolutely crucial because it shows up in almost every randomized control trial on the planet. It's called the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. Just by believing, truly believing you can do something, the likelihood of that happening for you significantly goes up. And so the psychology is even though there's a lot of things that I need to do that are going to take time, I have to give you a quick win or I'm not going to get your buy-in to you that you can actually do this. And that's more important almost than the physiology of fixing the problem that you've been beating the hell out of yourself for the last 20 years. Well, yeah. I got you bought in. And so my nutritional four-step system that we teach coaches and doctors all over the world essentially is about the psychology and the physiology and trying to get some of it immediate. So I can get your buy-in to do what's going to probably take four, six months, a year, To totally fix your body, transform your life, get you feeling amazing. And then, not just that, because that's what you think you want, but what you really want is to be able to eat a pizza and not put three pounds on your glutes.
1: (laughs) Well, glutes in the best case scenario, but yes. (laughs) Well, you know, otherwise. Wherever. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's absolutely right. And you said um, you uh, used a word uh, which is, I think, so important, and that is the belief the the belief in um you know what what's working and what is uh, or essentially you know believing in the whole system and in what the coach is telling you to do and even if you have a person that's like willing to okay i'll do whatever if they feel worse in those first few days um that is that is not a good start because um i, I there's a qu- quote and i know i will butcher it but it's some something like um people will never forget Uh, they might forget what you did but they won't forget how you made them feel and so you know if if you start off with a with a client or whatever with a coach uh, if you're the client and the first two weeks are pure agony and you just feel worse and worse and worse and worse it's very understandable that you're going to lose motivation for that so i guess um it too gain a little bit of a practical takeaway for anyone who is listening as well. You mentioned that one of the first, or one of the important things is to learn to work with the insulin in um, those cases that very, very often- Right there.
0: We'll stop before they forget. So insulin is best triggered. This is why you think we get into what's good and bad, and they're going to say, sugar's bad, right? And then protein's good and water's good. Well, water at three gallons is going to make you vomit. So nothing's universally good or bad. And there's no such thing as a bad food, only bad ways humans process and use food. And does certain foods work towards your goals or not decides which subsets of foods you you tend to find yourself eating? Because in the beginning, I'm going to be honest with you, the fastest way and, and people are probably going to lose their mind when I say this. The fastest way to get your insulin to kick back in is simple low glycemic index fruit juice. I know that sounds crazy, don't I? But fruit, simple carbs, use all the carbs, complex, starchy, like sweet potato, berries, oh, berries, right? And small meals throughout the day. And people are going to debate, like, well, I've seen the data it's just about total calories in and total calories out that would be true if you are a 20 year old man who is muscular and goes to the gym you want to eat one meal great but when you're having a slow metabolism to turn it back on you want your pancreas to start secreting insulin early and often so the smaller the meals can get that have little insulin spikes to them so it has the fruit in there it has uh, we do we do every hour it's going to sound wild Every hour or two hours, two hours, you're doing six ounces of like apple juice or pear juice. I know it sounds silly, but you'll see what I mean. If I get you to take that with your protein or, and we go lower protein at first, we go Mediterranean. The protein will come back later, okay? You have to, you know, it's called diet variation. You cycle your macros uh, for certain reasons. And, but we go low protein you know, 20% protein, 40 to 50% carb, 25, 30% fat, small meals throughout the day. Once your metabolism's turned back on and you're feeling good or whatever, yeah, you really don't need to do that. So that gives people context on like wh- how, like nutrient timing, number of meals, and proportionality to my meals. When you're having issues, it does matter. And then when you're not, it starts to be more like, yeah, just get it all in.
1: I, yeah, I think it's so great that you're pointing out that most of the research that we're seeing really is done on, you know, college aged men. Nowadays, there is a little bit more research on women coming out, thankfully, and particularly thanks to people like Stacey Sims, et cetera, just disseminating more of that, um, especially when it comes to not just female, but also female athletes, because as you pointed out too, there is a big difference whether you're hundred pound overweight and you don't do anything or whether you're training for two hours a day, hit training or or whatever it might be. And then, as you said, also like your lifestyle matters a lot. Okay. So we, we touched on, um, on food, frequent meals, bringing the carbs up. And of course, fine tuning that to where you are and, and your own personality
0: If I can offer one bit of advice though, so when you chronically diet, your thyroid, your endocrine system, okay, starting from your thyroid, adrenals, pituitary, you can even add your hypothalamus, HPTA axis is going to be, I want you to imagine the lights in your house dimming, right? I'm only running at about 60%. And that has a lot to do with your metabolic rate. Okay. So the thermogenic effect of food, I no longer get hot when I eat carbs, the thermogenic effect of activity, T E A. Uh, I no longer get hot when I work out or sweat. You'll see that. Um, and then you're, you'll talk about, um, with your activity or your non, um, non, uh, activity, uh, energy expenditure. So that would be like me just moving around or sitting and blinking or whatever, all that energy is lower. Like I'm burning, I'm more efficient with my calories. So what may have earlier in my life, even at the same body mass index where uh, muscle and fat, I may have burned 1200. Now I may burn 1100 and people would be blown away. It only takes nine excess calories to make a fat cell or gram of fat, right? Right. So the, the, the challenge is, is that people don't realize how much that matters and it starts adding up slowly over time right and and so i think it's important for people to understand that if you're going to attempt to feed up this is why i created a supplement company that specifically is a product designed right for the feed up and it's called thyroboost plus what that product does and it's internationally distributable but it, what it does is it upregulates the thyroid so one of the things that we learned when i was working with my medical teams is if somebody let's say you got a chronic dieter they're eating Quick tip for everybody on this call or on this, just listen to this 600. I'm eating 600 calories. I get women like this all the time. Six. And then if you look at the net, they worked out 800 calories. They burned technically and they didn't burn that. But if you calculated it, it would suggest that they burned 800 calories. Now they're not doing that because their body's adapted. Okay. But they're at, they're basically starving themselves. They're malnourished because of how much they're training. They're down at 600 to a thousand calories you come into me. I've been doing this for 10 years. I need you to get me out of here. What I used to do was give people, it didn't matter where their thyroid was at. We would give them 25 micrograms of T4 for just two weeks, just two weeks. And then we would immediately when we gave them the T4, we cranked the carbs because the, the <laughs> carbs run the thyroid. If people want to know if you want to nourish the thyroid, it's with carbohydrates. That's why anyone is on keto too long or High protein, no carb, too long. The thyroid always gets a little slow. Always. Okay. Adrenals, however, are nourished by fats. Okay. There's a a great book called The Fast Metabolism Diet um, by an amazing researcher who actually was who actually worked in the cattle field and bovine metabolisms are very similar to human metabolisms. And they discovered this by doing trying to get weight on cattle or weight off of cattle at a high level. Um, but what's important is, is that we would give it just, it's not, we're not leaving you on thyroid medicine because that's not good. It's not good for people temporary, but we just had to stimulate it and then give the carbs. And then all of a sudden your metabolism turns on really fast. I'll give that to people here. Usually i make made people at the university pay for that information, but so I didn't want to use medicine and I don't want to use something that strong anymore. So we use natural glandular from thyroid. And then a mixture of all the other glands that help the endocrine system run, we put it into a product and we give that right when we're doing everything else for at least two weeks to a month. And then no one gains weight. They immediately turn the metabolism back on. Things start burning at a higher rate. So now I've got your calories up higher and I've got a lot more to work with after that first two weeks to a month.
1: That's awesome. I mean, that sounds like you're really setting people up for, for, um, a good buy-in, and also just for continuing, um, well after that, because as you're pointing out, like you're not keeping them on there and saying, hey you're now addicted, quote unquote, to the supplement for the rest of your life. No, <laughs> as yeah, we know, you can
0: stop it at any time, right? Because we're not trying to set them up for more medicine and. Sure. Some people decide that it's a good support and they like to stay on it, but nobody has to, they could come off and wait, you know, six weeks and look at their thyroid and it would, it would be fine. I mean, it would look, it would look like how much, how stressed you are. So
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> women
0: don't understand, you know, different seasons, yeah. different parts of your cycle, different, different yeah. levels of stress. Your thyroid's going to be a little lower. Uh, yep. That doesn't mean thyroid disease. And now I need to take meds <laughs> the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, Perfect. Well, so, so talk to us also about what you would be doing or t- um, telling them, I guess, concurrently in regards to how are we going to adapt training if we do yeah. and yeah. what yeah. other like, lifestyle practices perhaps um, they should focus yeah. on during that time.
0: So what we understand about the, you have something called the ANS, the autonomic nervous system again, learning about systems from functional and you have something called the CNS, the central nervous system. And the CNS is roughly responsible for a lot of your autonomic processes, uh, upregulating, uh, functions, organs talking. It's the, it's the brain of your body. It decides where it's going to invest its energy based on your, your level of perceived stress. Okay. Uh, and so you have the parasympathetic function, which is rest, digest, repair, recovery, remember sexual function, you know, all of that. And then you have your sympathetic, which is fight or flight, it's activity, it's action. Right. It's and, and then women who get adapted when they're in sympathetic, it immediately downregulates cellular function. So they're they're they become more calorie efficient again because they're like their, their body's like is preparing for stress and fight. And so it's efficiency. Okay. So you can't successfully turn a metabolism back on if you're already at work, stressed out, and then you're going to go to the gym and really tear down your muscles five days a week with an hour of cardio. You can't, you're not going to fix it. You got to back off of it and you have to focus on things that are movement that burn calories, but in parasympathetic function. So that would be things like aerobic. So like walking, meditation, yoga, light Pilates, yin yoga, not hot right away. Don't do hot. No vinyasa, none of that. Um, Because heat actually stresses the body out. People don't realize that. They go on sweating. No, you're going to swell up more afterwards. So don't do that right for now. Um, I'm going to go in and do what we have a method we call AMPK training where we're for, focused on the neuromuscular connection. So we would either like you to go in and work on really lightweight, but clench and release, focusing on my mind, controlling where my muscle is going. So I really learn control of my body and contraction, Right but I'm not raising my heart rate more than 50 points above resting because everything needs to just chill out for a minute, right? If you want your hormones and your, your, what we'll call firing sequences, because every messenger in your body is a frequency. If you want it to all get back into alignment, you have to calm it down. Let it get back into alignment, let it get stronger so it can take on more stress successfully Cause stress isn't bad. It just, you have too much of it right now in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so we recommend that you're, you're focused way more on all of these. Yeah. Go have fun, like play volleyball or like you know, dance or whatever is going to keep your body relaxed, but burn calories. And then after that, and you can get back into some of those so people have a really hard time with that because they're living in fear so much that the last thing that they want to do is calm down and, and be with themselves because then the thoughts come up. So they won't want to go work out a, it away. They want to go run it away. Anything not to feel it or deal with it. Right. And then that's why the mental aspect has to be there because you're going to come face to face with those challenges of, of self-worth, right. Of, of the, the dealing with the lack of things that I can control in my life. And what do I do with that? right? Feelings of insignificance and uncertainty, right? What do we do with these things? Because the world has taught us that when you feel that way, just go people, please, and work out more and check more boxes and run around with this nervousness, trying to put it out with buying things or doing things. And unfortunately, that is part of the foundation of why you have the problem. And now we're getting way. We should stop there on that. But- (laughs) The the foundation of of where you are has everything to do with that. And you will meet that at the intersection of fixing your body and healing your body and treating your body correctly and honoring your body. You will meet the innermost reasons for your problems, which exist inside of yourself deeply, spiritually, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And that's the challenge is that there's no way to avoid it to a certain degree, because once you calm yourself down, all you are left with is you Mm -hmm. and you will meet it there on the battlefield
1: that's, that's beautiful. And I think, as I said, people need to hear that. And I can actually really still, even though I'm someone, um, I actually love being alone and and being, um, you know, quiet Mm -hmm. and still and going within, um, I do have a hard time not exercising, I do have a hard time staying out of the gym, even though my body might be telling me from time to time. And it is that small little fear that you're saying, like, even just uh, um, if, if I have to, quote, unquote, take a break because of some sort of like I might, yeah. might be ill or whatever. It's that fear of, i oh, am I gl- going to lose all my muscle just from resting for four days or what? Like, it's, it's totally irrational and, and irrational. And a, a, if I speak yeah. to my clients, I'm like, that is so obvious. They just need to rest. But doing it is like a completely I know. different ballgame. <laughs> so, Way to be
0: honest, you know? And I think though, I think Lisa, you can understand though, that you're good at being with yourself and maybe be, I don't know if you're good at being still, but like being with yourself, and but it's a work in progress, Lisa. And y- your awareness for this probably came about—I don't know—who knows, seven years, five years ago. And you're maybe ten percent, twenty percent better than where you were before. But it's a de-escalation over time. And your clients or people that are listening, they may be encountering this thing the first time in their life, right? And the journey. To actually, the implications of solving the problem scare people. What will my life be like? Who will I become? Am I going to become boring? I don't want to look at this. I don't want to deal with this. You know, all of that. And so I guess what I would suggest for people is like, you don't have to be perfect. It's one day at a time. And don't worry about trying to conquer all your problems in a day because you're never going to do it. And that's what's going to make you fail that perfectionism thing. So when you say I'm good with being by myself today, you earn that through work, right? And there's still more work to be done, which is a good thing. Everyone always is like, oh my God, you know, okay, well, now I've got the shoulders that I want, but I hate this, butt isn't where I want it to be. And I could have more money and I need to get here and there. And it's like, if you were given everything that you ever wanted first, you couldn't handle it. And two, you'd be bored out of your mind because then you've got nothing to work towards. That's what life's about. That's the beauty of fitness. You always got something to do. (laughs) Slow down. You're right where you're supposed to be and you're right on time. And every day you can get 0.1% better. And what a blessing.
1: What a beautiful way to put it. What a beautiful way to put it. Honestly, like in the, where would the joy in all of this be? Absolutely. And it is, it truly is a journey. I'm I'm curious to hear that if, or whether when you are combining those two things, like the nutritional aspect, the training and calmness aspect, do you find that automatically for people, their sleep improves as well? Or is that a whole other thing that you consciously address with them?
0: The beauty of a body is that if given the right inputs, it has something called, and people need to start trusting this, it has something called innate intelligence. Your body is the most advanced biological machine ever created in history. And it has mechanisms that has kept it alive capitalism and the world tells us that our body needs things. You need this cologne to smell good. You have to have this shirt to look good. You need this because your body was not made complete. So add this. And, and while I'm a capitalist and I want people to make money and add things that um, enhance your life, your body, if it's given a lot of the right things, majority of the systems, as I told you before, so multiple systems are failing or not working optimally. And they come together to make functions. So whenever you have a chronic issue that's gone more than six months, that also includes because of your lifestyle behaviors, you're already, there are five or six systems that need to improve. So I've created a four-step method that will generally tap all of them and just give the systems what they need. And then they usually, as long as it's not a major disease and we have to get more specific with that disease, things systems will come back online. Because the body wants to be in synergy. But you have to give it what it needs in order to do that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You can't live outside the bounds of normal human biology and expect your body to work the way it worked 10 years. Oh, Vince, it's worked for me for the last 10 years. That's because your body is an incredible machine and it put up with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, one time my girlfriend came in, um, uh, we're just friends now, but, uh, maybe for this reason she came in and goes, my engine blew out. And I was like, well, why did my engine blow?" Out? Well, I don't know. I guess the oil got too low. And I was like, what do you mean? And it's like, I, she's like, I don't know. It's been running that way for a while. And it's like, well, yeah, it will until it doesn't. Because you didn't give it what it needed and then you created an expectation that I can under give you what you need and you're going to give me what I want. Well, once that's over, it's a cold, hard lesson. So I'm sorry, Mrs. Jones, but you're 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 becoming awake and you're beginning to realize that the relationship that you had with your body was not was not a cordial um, exchange of of support it was a hostile takeover. You would come in, demand things of your body, give it nothing, right? Treat it like a a slave kind of like barely feed it food and water and demand work out of it every day. And now you're getting a rude awakening and I'm sorry for you and I'm here for you and I want to help you, but you need to understand that it, it gave you forgiveness for a lot of years so we can't be mad at it. It's not doing what you want right now. So you can't just whip it some more and make it make it bend to your will. It's going to take a negotiation now. No more, no more days of hostile takeover. Do what I want when I want when I say, and I'll give you what I want when I want, and you'll do what I want. It's done.
1: I will right? add to that because that's a beautiful metaphor. I will add to that that I think after such a time, it takes rebuilding your body's trust as well it's not just i'm going to eat at higher calories for a week and now i can go back into dieting mode or <laughs> i'm gonna do a refeed weekend or refeed day and then i'm good to go but it takes continuous practice of all the things you were saying and, and nourishing your body well and for quite some time sometimes months or a couple of years before people yeah. like yeah and that's
0: why now, so what I'm dedicated is to creating companies that help coaches like you help that client get there faster. So what would have maybe took in two years, um, like five years ago, we can probably reasonably get down on the average case to four to six months now. Now, that may not mean that you aesthetically have built all the muscle that you want because that's a, But fix a lot of the problems where people are content and in a certain place believe it or not, that's why the, the upcoming and emerging future of peptides is something that I'm very, very invested in because there are things coming out called bioregulators. There are things coming out like certain peptides that can help us turn hormonal signalings back on faster and balance things faster without doing it with harsh medications that have side of any, none of that. Right. Cause that's not going to solve the problem. So we, that's the future because right now Five uh, Half of women in menopause complain of a slowing metabolism, one in two. And then women of childbearing years, it's it's like one in five, but it's growing. Like I'm telling you in a decade from now, 70% of women are going to have me- metabolic slow metabolisms, metabolic issues, weight loss resistance, whatever name you want to give it. When I talk about weight loss resistance, though, those are relegated to the people who have a literal disease state that is blocking them from losing weight. Otherwise, for most people with slow metabolisms or they're stalled, that's just called metabolic maladaptation, right? You adapted to something to the point where now it's hurting you and not helping you, right? And that helps people understand. Otherwise, we just start throwing words out and people stop believing like, oh, another random word. And I've heard this crap before and these people don't know what they're talking about. And that's why. I get nervous for all these so-called influencers out here that are passing around these ideas and they don't have necessarily the years of experience or mentorship from someone who has actually been in the trenches for almost 20 years or a longer period of time that sees what's going on and has found legitimate answers or at least understands the problem for what it is.
1: Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to stay tuned for whatever um, new technology or peptides, et cetera, bring to us, hopefully speeding up that process even more. Of course, that would be amazing. Um, But yeah, Vince, I want to honor your time. So thank you so much for coming on and um, educating us on so many things. And of course, I'm going to plug all your info in the show notes below as well, but I can only recommend everyone go and um, check out Vince's Instagram. Um, There's some, some cool, um, just information on there as well as obviously some nice client proof. Um, and yeah, once again, thank you so much.
0: Yeah. If they want to check out and come have the, the, the movement experience, the semi spiritual experience of getting all these people together and the excitement of where coaching is going, fitness is going, and functional medicines is going. You got to be at the event, hybridhealthsummit.net. Come check that out um, or check out any of our uh, Instagram or platforms just to get more information to be more in the know. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Thank and you. I will, yeah, I'll put that website name in the show notes as well. So thank you very much.
0: Great. Awesome.
1: Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review,
0: or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at nutritioncoachingandlife or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.